I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. <laughs> I'm here with a new guest. She's not going to do an arc because I'm in Oklahoma City and we're just like living in the moment. Her name is Catlock. You may or may not recognize her from being a guest on SUP, but she's here now. I'm here now. You Hi. might recognize me from um, I'm the girl that took the video of Laura punching. <laughs> <laughs> the telephone booth outside of Sir. Yes. So go back <laughs> in time on Instagram, look it up, then go to her Instagram, and then you'll figure out yeah. who you're dealing with. <laughs> you're also the youngest person to ever be on Babe. Really? Yeah. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel very special. I love that. <laughs> you should feel special. You are special. Little like diverse. Mm-hmm. So much diversity. So much diversity. Um, <laughs> so you're 23 years old. I'll be 23 in like two weeks. Yeah. So you're a little babe. Yeah. I'm peak babe yeah, right now. Peak babe mode. Yep. Fully aware of it. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> I like, I like, we we need to go back in time sometimes yeah. and really remember our early 20s <laughs> and the shenanigans that we got into. The shenanigans, the hair colors, the yeah. alcohol, mm-hmm. the mistakes. I know, you're still like at an age where you can drink to excess and probably not feel that hungover the next day. True. What else is good about being 23, 22? Um... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you don't know until you're not 22 anymore. Yeah, but I also feel like nothing's that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. I'm like, yeah. I brought you here to tell you that your life sucks. <laughs> and, but this is as good as it'll ever get. <laughs> no, this is not as good as it will get. This is like, I look back on because I think about aging a lot. And like, I talk about it a lot on this podcast. But I look back on my 20s specifically. And I'm like as you get older and your body just like changes and you age, you really remember like, Oh my God, I used to be like a young person with like young skin (laughs) and a younger face. And like, you don't, for me, I didn't really realize that at the time or like appreciate that at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, Oh, I wish I looked this way or like my body was like this or whatever. But then, and that's kind of like the blessing and the curse of being young is that you're given all this yeah. stuff, but you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I feel like I get reminded a lot because like my sister is like 10 years older than me. Okay. And so all growing up, I always like, of course, wanted to be friends with her friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like eight and she's 17 and has like cool high school friends and I'd go like hang out with them. And now I'm 
22 and she's like 31 so i hang out with her friends and her and so she like has always been a guiding light Mm -hmm. a little bit and is always telling me like here's what you need to do because this is what i didn't do when i was your age and stuff like that yeah are you a listener to people like that or no i'm a listener okay for sure i don't always like take the advice or whatever but i usually do i Mm -hmm. think that's chill. Yeah, I'm since I'm the oldest, I'm a non-listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of like a teller. Yeah. And then like no one can tell me anything. I try to, but I also just like hate doing what people want me to do or tell me to. I've always been very, very anti-authority. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of Catholic school when I was 6 years old. <laughs> For what? Or <laughs> I don't it wasn't it was christian community school i went there for mm-hmm. like and my sister went there and like loved it she was like a cheerleader she was cool she was popular and so when i started going there it was like i don't even know if it was pre-k it was called like k4 or mm-hmm. something like some kind of kindergarten bullshit fake grade anyway <laughs> i just see i had no still respect mad. still mad i had no respect for it going in um and i was sent to the principal's office like every day because just like if I if there's a rule and I don't respect it, then I don't follow it. Mm-hmm. Like if I get it, then sure. Like we had uniforms and we could only wear like all white or all black shoes. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm really rock and roll. So I want to wear my Converse. Yeah. But those, those were are black and white black and white. And so they would like get me in trouble. And my poor mom, like I'd get sent to the principal's office and they'd call her in. And she had to like buy me white shoes and put them on. And I just like had the Converse in my backpack and would switch mm-hmm. on the bus or whatever. Like I got sent to the principal's office every day for just stuff. They were like, you aren't allowed to talk in the bathrooms. Really? You weren't allowed to talk in when the bathrooms. Sticks, yeah. You're allowed to like go places by yourself, like a bathroom. Yeah. You could go to the bathroom, I guess you can, yeah. but you couldn't speak if anyone else was in there. And so I was like, that's stupid. I'm going to be like, hey, girl. <laughs> and That's a weird rule. Weird rules. Like you had to eat like all of your, you had to show the teacher like how much of your lunch you ate to go get like permission to go get like an ice cream. Okay. And one day I was like, I didn't want, I ate half my sandwich and like didn't want the chips or something. And she was like, you can't get ice cream. And I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. Didn't respect it, like screamed or probably like kicked You're her like, or chips something. Chips are unhealthy, actually. Yeah, like I <laughs> ate my sandwich, I ate my turkey. Like I'm so small. <laughs> I like a six year old rebel. I was such a rebel. I like would scream, and then I guess the final straw was they like sent me to the principal's office one day, and I wish this like you could see the visual of what exactly. I did, but I guess they sent me to the principal's office and I was standing there and they're like, okay, we're calling your parents. Like they're coming to get you. And they pointed, they were like, go sit in that chair. And I like walked over to the chair and like held eye contact. I don't remember this, but I've been told. Mm -hmm. And I sat down on the ground next to the chair. Love. (laughs) A huge fuck you. A real big fuck you. (laughs) And my mom kind of said that like when she showed up and they told like, you won't believe what she did. And they like told her that story. And my mom was like, we're not, we're pulling her out of this school. Like they were not the right fit. It was not the right fit that she was kind of like, this is a little bit ridiculous that they're acting like I did something so bad. Yeah. But that's what I did. But the attitude was bad, but they were like, she like, this is the final straw. She can't come back. (laughs) 
She's just sitting on the ground. Sitting on the ground. <laughs> You're like actually not that much of a rebel. It's like pretty standard run of the mill six year old behavior. And they're just like clutching their pearls and they yeah. can't believe your actions. <laughs> but the attitude behind it was very aggressive. Yeah. Like sitting on the floor, not that bad, but like But like it's like the only like aggression. It was that all you I could, could really do. do to assert I think your I power. did like hit my teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out my mom said that recently she like came into my mom owns a restaurant that she like came in and she's like i feel bad because she's like you used to like kick her <laughs> <laughs> well now we get down to the real meat of the story i didn't remember but what was going on when you were six that you were acting like that anything i don't think so i probably i just hated school yeah always have just so maybe that I don't know. Maybe I just didn't want to be there. I didn't respect their stupid rules. Mm-hmm. When I was eight, I was in second grade, and that's like right around the time that my parents were getting separated, mm-hmm. and so that was also the time that I started getting in trouble at school. Right. But my trouble at school was similar to yours, where it was like I would just get in trouble for like goofing around too yeah. much. Where it was like I just like loved to loll, so I was like. <laughs> always getting trouble for like laughing with my mouth full during lunch because it was like a choking hazard what? yeah like i would always be like eating lunch and just like laughing and then my teacher would get furious and like send me out to the hall and like i would just kind of like sass the teacher or like try and rope people into like a mig like a major lol and then she would get really frustrated class clown yeah i like went in full class clown mode and that was like i think the first time that i really started dealing with like pain with just like crazed laughter yeah to the point where it was like getting me in trouble oh huge huge defense mechanism is yeah. humor i realized that i recently did an interview i was interviewed for by like a local blog for my music career and i read the article back and like it's a good article and stuff but i was like i need to learn how to not like make a joke every time i'm asked a question mm-hmm. <laughs> like i need to learn how to like actually because the conversation she and i had was great and i liked the scroll and everything but i'm like i don't know that that's gonna come across i'm just gonna am i gonna it was okay but i'm like man i need to learn how to do that so i don't like sound like an idiot yeah <laughs> you live and learn i live and learn i had a real so i'm in oklahoma now but i'm leaving later today but getting out here was a real babe journey for me <laughs> because i got to call you out on it yeah <laughs> great i embarked for the airport and was like getting all my stuff together like frantically and then like got in the uber and was just like lax please and then like <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like in my laptop like connecting with my phone and like sending emails and stuff and feeling very like businesswoman like and then I got to the airport and went to get in the security line and reached for my wallet and realized that I had left my wallet at home which was a pretty big troll yeah because if you're LAX is like an hour journey from anywhere and like peak rush hour time and i was like there's nowhere i can go like i can't go home and like get this wallet and come back because i'll like all the flights are done so i was just like okay i had to like kind of put my tail between my legs and like go (laughs) back home (laughs) and then like leave the next morning yeah which is the first i haven't done that in years missed a flight but when I was, like, in my 20s, it was my, like, MO to miss flights all the time. 
I lived for like a missed flight. Yeah, I texted like, oh, when do you get here? And you were like, uh, actually tomorrow. Yeah, they had a little bit of a delay. <laughs> um, but I got here and we had like quite the Vanderpump adventure this weekend. It was such a weekend. It was such a weekend. Mm-hmm. I have not been like out like that, even in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Just really strange. I am more city of a party. Is where everyone parties. Yeah, it is like where everyone parties. It's what else are you gonna do? A wild, a wild weekend. It was. So I got here and realized. Well, I knew after I booked my trip that Jax Taylor and Tom Sandoval. For mm-hmm. those of you who like aren't familiar with Vanderpump Rules, those are two cast members on that mm-hmm. show. But also like get familiar. <laughs> They were going to be here on Saturday night doing like an appearance. We knew that like way early. You had just told me, here are the dates I'll be in Oklahoma. And then the next week they announced it. It was announced. And so it was like perfect synchronicity. Then when I was like getting on the plane, finally to come here, (laughs) you texted me a pic of that announced James Kennedy was going to be here as well doing a club appearance on Friday night. Yeah. He announced it on like Tuesday. Yeah. And like Oklahoma City, Friday night, here we are. It was a major <laughs> twist. So then we were, I was like, okay, well, we're going to every single yeah. thing that is Vanderpump this weekend. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing on the agenda. <laughs> so we went out Friday night to this club, which I did not know Oklahoma City had nightlife like this. And yeah. I don't go to clubs in LA. So I'm just like, this I'm was just like, like my first familiar. time ever going to a club. Ever? Yeah, I go to bars. Okay. Like, because if I'm going to go out, I have to, like, I'm a local musician. I'm going to go to, like, a bar where a band is playing and Mm -hmm. do that. I don't go to... A nightclub? A nightclub. I didn't even know those existed here, like, (laughs) uh, at that level. I was expecting, like, something really, really cheesy and, like, unchic. And it was still, I mean, it was, like, it was fine. It was not... You liked it it more than I did. I liked it more than you did because I was just like, whoa, what is, like, what's going on here? Because it seemed... Like, it was trying to do, like, a very L.A. vibe. Right. Like, the club is called Greystone. And you walk in, and there's these, like, painted portraits of all these, like, presidents. That was an aggressive start. Yeah. It was, like, it's, like, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, Donald Trump. But then in their painted, like, fuckboy, like, hipsters. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do you have to bring Trump into this? Like, we yeah. cannot make a law out of him. No, and I'm like, I don't want to see his face for an extra second that I don't have to. No, and I'm like, I don't want to like club next <laughs> <laughs> with like him in my general vicinity. No. So I was like, <laughs> and then we got in, and there's like a neon sign on the wall that said "Up All Night on Adderall," mm-hmm. which I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Like, what city am I in? That just, it all seemed very, like, LA Yeah, that's a new, like, that's happening. There's another bar called Other Room that I like that they have a neon sign that says, please don't do coke in the bathroom. So people are just, like, having drug laws at the club. Yeah. Which is not the kind of city that I grew up in. (laughs) No. Um, If you drug lawed, you got arrested. Yeah. And sent away. But now it's just, like. Now it's cool. Adderall. Okay. (laughs) So, and then we walked in and also, like, everyone was vaping. So, like, four guys, like, blew their vapes in my face. And I was just like, whoa. We walked in and it was immediately, like, Fruit Loops smell. Heavy duty vape culture (laughs) in OKC. Yeah. And it's real heavy. So then we 
we eventually like worked our way into like where the DJ booth was. Well, for, we have to start with how weird even getting into Greystone was. I mean, shout out to Greystone Lounge. Yeah. We're doing super weird. I, that article that I mentioned, I'm guessing is how this happened. Um, they just, they're called OK Sessions. They put out like an artist profile of me. And I'm guessing this is how I have no idea. But then I get a follow from Greystone Lounge on Instagram. And then it says that they like want to send me a message because I don't follow them even. Yeah. And I get a message. from Had you them. mentioned them in your story or no. anything? They just like randomly. The only you. thing I can think is I did message them on Instagram or like or on on Facebook. I asked them like, what time does James Kennedy start? OK, so it's this, it Doing also the says research. Pat. Yeah. Because, yeah, I had something. It, the poster was, like, terrible. It literally was just, like, James Kennedy on Friday. Yeah. There was no other info. And I'm, like, I had a band practice that night, but I'm, like, obviously going to go. And so I asked them just, what time does he start? How late will he be there? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, followed me on Instagram, like, three days later. And they messaged me and said, hi, Kat. We saw just saw that you're um, a musician. We love to have music industry people in the house. Uh, you're on the list tonight. Love. Hope to see you there. Power so, move. Yeah. I was shook. I had no idea how that happened, but I wasn't going to like ask. And I was like, oh my God. And I said, that's crazy. I'm like a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. And they were like, really? Cool. <laughs> like, Yeah, they're like, perfect. So like, yeah, we it's did. the best fucking show on TV, you fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. loser. <laughs> we walk in. And again, the poster had no sign, no cover. Like there was no information mm-hmm. on this poster. And we walk in and go to the desk and I'm like, is there a cover? And they said, yeah, it's $10. And I was with you and my friend Allie. And I was like, I'm on the list. And she said, whose list? And I was like, I don't know. I got an Instagram message and I had to show it to her to prove. And she's like, okay. And none of us had to pay. Yeah, that was very chill. And then we walk in and some girl yells at me. She's like, cat. My friend Kayla was like, it's my birthday. I have a section. You can be here. So it was like, very it was meant to be yeah it was very meant to be so we like merged into kayla's section and then i was like kayla happy birthday let me buy you a drink for like letting us chill i was like what do you want she looked at me and she goes long island iced tea and i was like yes my queen she didn't even hesitate she wasn't like oh you don't have to she was like long island iced tea yeah which i like uh that's the ultimate babe of yeah. a drink. And it's my go-to drink. I know. Yeah. Well, that you're 22. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. That drink is my nightmare. <laughs> like one time Ryan O'Connell paid me $50 to drink a Long Island oh iced God. tea. It's also my sister's go-to drink. That's where I got it. And my sister's closer to your age. And like she... Does she still do it? Yeah. That's wild. That's, That's a babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to 5150. <laughs> No, that's why it became my drink, because when she first started, like, giving me alcohol, she would just go to the bar and get, like, two LITs, and so it became, like, our drink. I'm, like, shuddering. And so when we'll go to a bar together, she'll just go, like, we get them for each other. So oh that's why, because my sister, it's her drink, too. Wild. <laughs> Does not compute for me. My going rate for drinking Long Island iced tea, it was $50, like, what, two years ago that happened? Oh but God. now with inflation, I'm going to say 75 So yeah. if you want me to do drink that, you have to pony up some dough first. <laughs> So we're hanging in the VIP. We finally spot James. Mm-hmm. And then we like just like worked our way into because it was like it's kind of nicely set up to where there's not there's sections, but there no nothing's like roped off. No. 
This except for like the upstairs area, yeah. which is like a VIP above the DJ booth where yeah. all these like thunder players were hanging out. Yeah, it was. Weird. I was just like, what <laughs> city is this? Like, there's NBA players here. I was like on cloud nine. I was like, we've made it. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I want to die. <laughs> and. Uh, so we got into like we watched James's entire set. I felt like a real creep because I was like, I know he probably kind of recognizes yeah. me. And you stood back. I stood back because I didn't want to be like cheesing right next to the booth, yeah. like give him his personal space. I All the women, care. no, you were like living your best life, and so was my friend Allie, who like had I shown her, uh, I told her about this. She was like, can I go? I want to go. And so we watched like one or two episodes. So she like didn't really know, but was just like living for it. Yeah, <laughs> she was down. <laughs> and then some of the girls, well, like it was interesting because I don't know if a lot of people in the club knew who he was or like what he was about. Yeah. But like a gaggle of females near the DJ booth. I yeah. would say there's like 10 to 20 at any given time yeah. who were like DJ JK stands. And I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna say there were probably like 10 girls for sure right up there that like knew, knew who he was. And wanted in on the action. Yeah. And like one girl was doing a move that I've never seen anyone do. <laughs> but I now like need to do this yeah. to someone. So girls would like get really close and like try and get his attention and stuff and he maybe really like didn't take a give pick. No, he a was not it. very giving. No. He was playing hard to get, which he, made it all the better. Yeah. He was not acknowledging anyone and then he put a pair of like glasses on midway through his Ugh. set and all the girls screamed. Yeah. Yeah. And then the glasses came off again. He just like was working, like DJing. <laughs> he was working hard. He was working hard. <laughs> then this girl was dancing and had a picture, like a hot picture of herself uh, on the screen of her phone and was thrusting it in his face and dancing. And so, he did not look up once No, at it. And she was just trying to get his attention with like her hot pick of herself. Like I've never in my life. No, it was It's insane. a babe move, but kind of a power move. Yeah, just look at me. Look at me, look at me looking my best. Yeah. Maybe better than I look right now. Yeah. It's like Tinder, but... Face Real to life face. Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, this is what I look like on my phone. Yeah. On my Swipe best right. days. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe right. Look at me. And then she had one picture that was like her in front of pump. Yes. And then she started showing that one. <laughs> yeah. It was like, in case you didn't realize that like I'm hot, here's a picture of me in front of a restaurant that you know very well. So you know that I'm hot and also like down like, with your I life. Like I know who you are. Yeah. Like, and he was like not having it. He did not acknowledge it at all. <laughs> he didn't like, he would kind of acknowledge people. Like there's one song where it said like, I see you a couple times and he would point at people and he pointed at Allie. Mm-hmm. And I at first was like kind of annoyed because I was like, um, love Allie, but she like doesn't know. <laughs> but he kept like pointing at her and acknowledging her and not me. And I was standing right next. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is not fair. I was like getting real energy from you that you were DTF with James. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I leave Kat alone, because our whole, we were like, we need to get a picture. Yeah. And then like move it along yeah. but like it, it turned into like a whole night affair which i'm not complaining about like it was really fun but i was like i could tell that it was like i was just like i don't want to leave cat alone at the club because what if she hooks up with james kennedy like that's not okay with me here's the thing i like, have to be like a legal guardian no i didn't and i wouldn't have actually 
but I could have. <laughs> I think you definitely would have. If he was like, girl, you're so sexy. Oh my God, let's go back to my hotel, babe. I, I'm breaking I up with Raquel. You would have made, made out. out. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have gone all the way. Yeah. But I would have made out. And had I been more because he made the first move on me. You were hanging back, like not giving it up, not like you were trying yeah. to kind of get a pick, but then like also playing hard to get. Yeah. Then he like pointed at you and he was like, you're my first picture when I get off. Yeah. No, he didn't point at me. He like fully, um, I was standing by the booth or whatever and all, I just wanted to be acknowledged like once and then I was going to like go stand back with you. So I was like waiting. Um, and he was just like not acknowledging me. And then after I was like, oh, I see what he was doing. He was fully playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> like he, um, James came to play. Yeah. He was like, Raquel was not there. No, he was acknowledging all the other girls and not me. And then he like turned just, I was like to the side. I was like just to his right. And he turned and he like held my hand. And then he kind of looked at me and like put his finger like one second and then like, did something to the DJ booth and fully walked out from behind the booth and wrapped his arm like all the way around me, practically picked me up and like whispered into me. He said, as soon as I'm done with my set, you're the first fucking photo I'm taking gorgeous. Love. And it was like... And then you never got a photo. I know. I never got a photo. But, but he kept holding my hand during a set after that. Like, love. he was fully, like, not acknowledging me and then was like, no, I'm going to leave the booth to tell her that she's the first photo I'm taking. <laughs> Things would have so. happened. I was like on full, on high alert. <laughs> I was like a security guard at this point. <laughs> so his set. We had a chemistry. I'm sorry. You did. And I could tell. And I was like. Mm. I love a manic man. Yeah. And so finally I like muscled us upstairs to like the ultra yeah. VIP area so that we, we could. We stood like, outside a locked door. We stood on a locked door. I just, oh, I discovered a really great life hack. Life hack, which is if you're trying to go in a secured area, like <laughs> at a club or just anywhere, really, <laughs> all you need to do, because I tried to like go in and then say, like, I'm with James on one side. And then this bouncer was like, not having he it. Was abs- he was like, I'm James. And I was like, no, you're not. I was like, <laughs> But also the DJ's name, James. And he was like, that's the DJ. And pointed at some other DJ. And I was like, you're not understanding. But like, I'm gonna I think tr- he was. He was just trolling. Yeah. He was like, not my friend. So I was like, <laughs> we're going to try this other way. So then I tried this tactic, which worked like a charm, which there was this other security guard guarding the like entrance to go upstairs. Yeah, just like this velvet curtain. Yeah. And I was like, me and Kat and Allie rolled up and I was like, hey, can I go in there? And he was like, yeah, and then just let us in. So if you ever go to anywhere where it seems like you won't be allowed in, just like be sweet and say, hey, can I go in there? Nonchalant. And like, I feel like you'll probably get let in. Yeah, it worked for us. It worked amazingly. And then so we just walk up and no one was there yet. And we get up to the top of these stairs and the door is locked. And I was like okay well I mean someone has to walk out at some point Allie yeah. starts I love Allie she just starts knocking on the door yeah and she's like no it's fine we just gotta knock no yeah and I'm like why you can't like lock a door in here because I, that feels you like you were a fire really hazard. worried about it being a fire hazard. I was I'm like that's like <laughs> that's that our age difference yeah. showing here is I'm like what if there's a fucking fire like I'm really worried about all the right things but it's okay and then the door eventually got unlocked by the mm-hmm. mean security guard 
And then I was like, okay, Kat, you got to get the photo. Like, you guys are in. I'm going to get us some waters and, like, but this make the magic happen. bested me. Yeah. She fully had him cornered and was, like, hands all over him, like... There were a lot of like OKC thoughts, which I didn't realize. Like we went, I'm used to coming to Oklahoma and like really feeling like a 10 when I'm around here. And in this club, (laughs) my status dropped to like a six. I was like, whoa, everyone is like hot and young. The girls are like came to play. So they came to play and they were all wearing like the same outfit. And I was wearing like, I was just like a 12 year old boy too. My look was not a club look. It was like, it worked. It worked. It worked. But the girl that bested me was fully doing the the jacket thing with the jacket off her shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got bested by a hottie with the like fake jacket look. So we, had I gotten up there before she did, I think I would have. We got, won. we hung on the fringe. Then we all, things were looking grim and like the photo looked like it was not going to happen. But then we all, by some stroke of magic... <laughs> Ended up outdoors in in the alley, of course. That was his request because um, we bumped into him and he was like, I was like, James, we need our photo. You promised me. He's like, and he was like, no photos. I'm done taking photos. And then he looked at me. He's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then I had grabbed him at that point and was like, James, it's me. And then he was like, why do you look familiar? And I was like, I do the podcast. And I remember was like, oh, man, like hugged. And so then I was like, OK, he's we're like, in. you used to hate me. And then you liked me. I was like, I never hated you. Yeah, I've literally I've never hated a you fan. a day in my life. Like, I die. For you got you. shit for not hating him. Yeah. I like <laughs> I've gotten actively trolled for repping you hard. And he was so distraught that he started telling you, oh, that girl, that one girl, what was her name? What was it? And then someone else started and you were like, what girl? And then he just never came back to it. A yeah. lot of. He was all over the place a little bit, but very excited, obviously. Yes. And then we chatted with him and we bonded over both liking the sinner. He's a mm-hmm. huge sinner fan, yeah. which as am I. And so. We talked about that. Then we talked about his relationship with Lala, which makes me really sad because yeah. I like, mourn that friendship. And then I had a really cheesy moment where I was like, did you love her? Yeah. <laughs> you got in his face. You were like, did you love her? <laughs> I just wanted to know. And he like didn't. He's like, yeah, we loved each other. We were besties. We were mates. I was like, that's not what like, I mean. Answer my question. Yeah. He also like really wanted all of us to smoke with him. Like yeah. he kept being like, you want to smoke? I have a whole pack. And we were like, no, we're good. And he I don't even smoke. But then I decided to just be like to gain. I knew like that other girl had won. But like he offered me a cigarette. And I was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. And then like as he was smoking his, I just took it out of his hand. Love and like power. we passed it back and forth. And I was like, we shared a cigarette. Yeah. So we had like, he a winked at me. Chat. You never got your picture. No. And he said like three times like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he'd just be like, oh, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. But I think what we got was more important it was more meaningful yeah he told me he loved my name because it's his auntie's name Mm -hmm. he was a sweetie he was a sweetie and he was just everything that he said was like i just keep saying like everything he said was so funny he's Mm -hmm. just one of those people that like has been running through my all day as honey he's ginormous that's oh god yeah he was talking lots of shit on randall lala's man lots of shit like Mm -hmm. and because ali didn't really know like what she was he was saying like lala's engaged to her fat boyfriend or whatever and ali starts like cracking up and he like looks he goes honey no he's ginormous (laughs) which just has not left my brain i just keep thinking honey he's ginormous he's really (laughs) doubling down on the randall hate (laughs) 
then the next night we went out to go find Tom and Jax. Yes. And you ended up, I ended up leaving the club, like, and seeing them on the way out. Mm-hmm. But you, you stayed and got some, like, serious FaceTime with both oh, of yeah. them. Mostly with Tom. Mm-hmm. Jax was too far gone yeah Jax had a sheen he had left the building yeah he emotionally physically mentally spiritually he was gone he was gone tom was like just doing he was working i feel like tom was stone cold sober and he was just like doing the work Mm -hmm. dancing a lot (laughs) he like was just pop locking yeah constantly that's how he just like moved through the bar he just like danced his way you got some really good photos with him i did i got such a good photo i asked him so he like my smart move was befriending the woman that i think was like managing him or whatever mm-hmm. who was guiding them because you had like you and your friends had a vip section at dollhouse and see yeah, that's how i roll in oklahoma yeah. city <laughs> i'm vip everywhere everywhere I go. yeah people really appreciate my energy <laughs> la take note <laughs> We finessed our way into VIP sections both nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys had left. So the VIP section was just me and my friend Peyton, who I brought, who was so funny. She mm-hmm. was she was excited. She was like on the way up. She's like, I'm going to be so freaked out when I see them. Oh, my God. She made me feel like I was really chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Peyton had a great energy, a great vibe. She started like on the way up. She's like, I just always have this like vision of myself, like being like a cool girl (laughs) and that they're like going to be like, oh yeah, like you're cool. Like get in the car, come with us. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's what I like feel will be my energy and what will happen. But like, I'm really freaking out. And the second she saw them, not she saw them like on the stage. She starts being like, ah, oh my god, and grabbing me. She goes, I'm not gonna be a cool girl. Oh my god. And she's like grabbing me. She's like, if I'm being crazy, if they're up here and I'm like being psycho, just like tap me, just like hit me. Oh, I love like, it. She was freaking Peyton. out. <laughs> Shout out to Peyton. Like, but um, so they were going to each like VIP section and taking pictures and stuff. And um, yeah, Jack's like vanished, and so we couldn't see them. And then these other two girls that, like, were listeners, I guess, um, were saying hi to us. And they asked, like, oh, is Laura gone? And we said, yeah. And they're like, we're like, but you guys can come up in our section. So it was just, like, a four of us, which was, like, the smallest section. Um, And so I think that's why Tom hung out with us for, like, so long. Like, we fully, like, watched him do all the other sections. And they were, like, so crowded. And he was just, like, getting selfies with everybody. And so I walked up and I saw him... He was posing with that. I sent you that video, which I can like post in the group or something. Um, I took a video of him telling someone how to like photograph him and take a video of him posing in this thing. Yeah. So Tom, what you don't know about (laughs) Sandoval is that he's kind of like an art director when it comes to taking a photo. Like for me, I took a selfie with him and Jax and he took it and I was like going to flash a peace sign. But he was like, put your hand down like it's in my face. He's like Schwartz does that all the time. It's like he's like it always blocks me. And then like kind of told me like which way to look yeah. and then the photo turned out great and then he did that with you too mm-hmm. when you took a picture with his jacket you got like a really good photo it's, i can't stop looking at it and he tucked your hair behind your ear it was and very just, romantic like, he knows what he's doing like yeah. he needs to probably get back into modeling or some sort some, of art or like some art director yeah type thing but he needs like to do photo shoots maybe or like be a photographer something like that because i mean he just like 
Yeah, I watched him, like, tell this guy how to, like, take a video of him and, like, had someone else had the flash on him. And then I asked, like, the lady, I was like, are they coming to each VIP section? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. She's like, what section are you in? And I said, Carrie. She's like, okay, go go back to your booth and, like, we'll come there. And so she brought him right to us. Love. Love. But it was Delivered. only Tom. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he just, like, we were standing in a circle, too, and he just, like, hopped in. To, and his energy he just hopped in and was, like, dancing. And in a way that we all were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which we wouldn't have it. He just, like, walked in. But just his energy was like, I'm here. I'm dancing. I'm grooving. And, like... He just, like, basically grabbed me and started dancing. And I kind of said, like, oh, I want a picture. And instead of, like, posing for a picture, he, like, backed into me while dancing and then stopped and, like, kind of, again, adjusted me. Mm -hmm. And we, like, took this picture that looks like we're, like, dancing and... We had fallen. I said something. I was like, I did music theater. I'm a dancer. And he's like, oh, yeah. And we had a full-on, like, dance-off. But he also was, like... It was so funny that he just like didn't even seem like a real person. He was just like grooving around our booth and I was like dancing with him because my phone was dead so I didn't have an option to take pictures and so the other three girls were just like holding their cameras up to him and he would like (laughs) spin around and then would sit in this chair and like pose and he'd be like hang on hang on and then he like took his jacket and like turned it around to the front and he'd just be like watch me like he was an event and he'd go and sit on the couch and then like pose for different pictures and i asked him he was like he's getting his life oh my god like this is all he's ever wanted it was he was born to do it he was born for this moment (laughs) he said in the first episode of vanderpump rules he was like i like would i mean if i could be as famous as michael jackson like that would be amazing and he was pulling like 100 percent michael jackson that was totally his vibe and it was like working i was it made me want to like scream when I saw him, which isn't my usual energy. But just when he hopped in, I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> yeah, he was something to see. And when I asked him, I was like, can I wear your jacket? He was like, yeah. And he handed it to me. He was like, it might be a little small on you. <laughs> and I like laughed so hard. and He like hugged me. And then I was like, OK, I was just going to get a picture like with a jacket because he had a jacket that said Tom Tom, which was He's so funny. Had his own merch made and it's is like T promoting. Sandy. Yeah. Love it. And so yeah, I can you can look at the picture on my Instagram, but he had me like stand here and he's like, Okay, look, moved, like put his hand on my chin and put my face like in his and was like adjusting the jacket. And what I loved that he did is every time we took a picture, he'd be like, Okay, let me see it. Is it good? Yeah, he's really he's like attentive and wants yeah. a good picture. He said he's like, I'm a perfectionist. And he didn't want I loved that. He I wouldn't want to get a bad picture go home and be like yeah a true professional he cared then i saw jacks for because he hung out with us for like a long time and then he had to leave like his manager even was like are you doing a photo shoot with her (laughs) and he was like yeah i am and then he when he left i like grabbed his face and i was like bring us jacks yeah and he's like okay i'll do my best and then we saw them standing at the booth we're like there they are and i yelled i was like tom and he turned and looked and I pointed at Jax I was like bring him and so he like tapped Jax and Jax kind of looked over and we're all like waving and like motioning like come here and Jax was just like Ugh. yeah and um then he had they a very did. snarling energy that night and like I think he was just so fucked up like he walks and he like stumbles into our booth and I think I became like his anchor because he like walked in and just kind of put his arm around me 
And I was like, hey, you know, we like took a selfie and then he just did not take his arm. I think he just like it was like, I'm going to fall over. Yeah, no, it wasn't like cute. Like he was like, I am holding and I'm like, you're taller than me. Like a human cane. I cannot be your anchor. (laughs) But I was and I I said something like, hey, how are you liking Oklahoma? Because I felt like I needed to talk to him because he's Mm -hmm. just standing here with his arm around me. And he just looked me dead in the eyes and just went, I'm just really fucking drunk right now. laughing and i was like yeah i was like i haven't been drinking for like two months and i drank tonight and he was like why and i said i just had my gallbladder out he was like britney had that done and we like bonded over that similar journeys and then that picture i sent you is so funny like my friend peyton tried to get a picture with tom and Jax, and i'm weirdly in it because Jax would not let go of me mm-hmm. and so his arms just still around me and he like you can see in this picture that i'm like holding on to him for dear life because he just like I think he forgot his left arm was around me and just was like leaning in, posing for this picture. And I'm like, huh. yeah, your face is like really good in it. <laughs> it's really, and you get to, I'm like grabbing onto him. And after that, Peyton, I don't think she realized like how this, but we were talking about how like he definitely has like lost weight. Mm-hmm. Like Jax looked good. Yeah, he looked okay. He, he's a little sheeny for me. Yeah, but f- compared to like how he's looked lately, he definitely looked like, yeah whatever and so the first thing she said when he like comes to the booth she was like you look good <laughs> like as if it's an old friend who's like lost weight was exactly how she said it. and he was Peyton. like thank you <laughs> he loves it yeah and then he just like did not take his arm and apparently i didn't hear it and Peyton was like i think when you were talking to me he said you were beautiful but he didn't say it to me <laughs> she's like i think i heard him say you were beautiful so you really like made up for the lack of photo oh, yeah. James Kennedy Friday Absolutely. night in a in a really glorious Saturday night way. Yeah. Which made me really happy for yeah, you. Yeah, you like left. You're like, I think we're going to go. And she, you were like, you stay. You get your no, photos. No, I was like, you need to stay. Be aggressive. Get your photos. I was aggressive. Yeah. And I knew that you would do it. And I also <laughs> knew I was like, there's no chance of like a tryst here. No. So I don't have to protect. <laughs> So I'm out. Oh, man. We didn't connect in the same way. Yeah. Tom Sandoval and I, but in a, like, we had a real friendship. In a long connection. way. We had a, we had a good time yeah. together. Um, what a night. What a weekend. We what needed this weekend. weekend, too, after the shit fucking week that had happened. Yeah. Like, everyone deserved to have all the wins this weekend. Yeah, the universe rewarded yeah. people at random. It's been a real, like, up-down, because the universe trolled maybe harder than it's ever trolled on Friday night. <laughs> was it, what was the date of the hearing? Was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Okay. So, the universe trolled... Like, beyond, it went in, like, there's not even a word for how trolly Thursday was, like, because it was beyond that. And then Friday was like, now we reward. Yeah. (laughs) With some Vanderpump energy. Yeah, when I got that DM from Greystone being like, you're on the list, I sent it to Danny Pellegrino. He's like, I think the universe is just rewarding people at random Mm -hmm. after this week that we've had. So you need to, this is your reward. Yeah. I receive it. The, maybe one of the worst days of the year was Mm -hmm. Thursday. Absolutely. Just like a trigger on every level. My parent, I realized too, like I come home, you know, every few months and like, I think my parents and I have different, I'm going to know we have different political views and stuff, but then just 
having that like very in your face. Because mm-hmm. if I was in LA, I probably wouldn't have watched the hearing or like yeah. had even really paid attention. But I got a haircut on Thursday and it was like on in the salon when I went in at Ugh. like nine in the morning. <gasps> no. Then I was like, okay, well this is happening then came home and was like just like chilling out and then my mom was watching like fox news with it on all day and i was like Uh why god and then i don't know just like every conversation i had about it with my parents was like not lol no i've avoided really talking about it with people Mm -hmm. but it's just because it's just been enough even just like having a facebook oh yeah so I wasn't even on like, so I was on Instagram a little bit that day, but then mostly was avoiding social media and just like trying to do other shit because it's like, I can't like, and I feel for anyone that has had any sort of like assault or oh, anything in their life because that was just like, basically like throwing it in your face yeah. and like throwing in your face the fact that like women seemingly like you would think that we've come so far as just like basic respect (laughs) as human beings and then you have a day like thursday and you're like oh my god we're living in the handmaid's tale (laughs) (laughs) like not only is this guy trying to rape people left and right but he also wants to take away your right to have an abortion yeah cool and he like has such a strong chance of that happening yeah and it's just like very frustrating and awful yeah and i had to actually hear like walking past over here, this guy who has sexually assaulted me, like talking about how he respect that day. He's like, I respect all women and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, oh, couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Overheard that and walked by like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Oh, I want to punch you. That day was like heavy duty emo. Plus, I like started my period that day. I so, did too. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fuck? Normally I start on the full moon, but this year, this yeah. month it was like, JK, we're going to wait for Brett Kavanaugh to like bring your period to life. Exact same. I always start on the full moon too. Yeah. Which is like a troll in itself mm-hmm. too. Cause I'm like, are my emotions, is it the moon? Is it my period? What it's is both. it? It's both. I kind of like, I like a full moon start because that's yeah. a, I'm just like, I'm so synced up with nature, <laughs> like namaste. Yeah. And then I can do like a big release and just be like, get it yeah. all out because i'm then, not that emotional usually mm-hmm. as a person i have a capricorn moon like i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that weepy but like the day i get my period is always on the full moon and so that day i just like get out all of my emotions for the month and then i'm like stone cold yeah <laughs> this was like a long week of emotions leading up with like all this news and then the day of the hearing it was like the full blown release and i was just like like silent screaming into the void (laughs) my parents like kind of like initially like we talked lightly about it but then it was like I cannot go down this road because I was either getting like it happened so long ago like what's the big deal or like Mm -hmm. what happened to like innocent until proven guilty and I was just like I hate you guys and then like (laughs) And it's like, how do you maintain chill? Chill cannot be maintained. Yeah, it it goes past like, I have friends who are more conservative than I am, and it's never been like some people it's an issue. But one of my really good friends is like more conservative than I am. But like we respect each other, and it's like we can almost we can talk about stuff and be respectful. And like he's never been belittling to me. I don't be belitt- belittling to him and everything. But then like this passes like 
this isn't just a point of like, oh, we can think different things. It's yeah. a political difference. Like he owns small businesses. So of course I understand. And my mom yeah. owns a small business. I understand where he's coming from and a lot of things. But like, this is not something that I can be like, oh, we can disagree on things. Yeah. Respectfully. I just, I'm like, no, I can't no, respect it. I don't understand. Like that is not, I don't even think of rape and assault being a political no, issue. It's, not. it's just an issue of like, one. yeah, it's like an issue of basic human rights and like respect mm-hmm. for other people's bodies and boundaries. And I don't, I really don't understand like poo pooing it or just saying like it was, I hate that I just said that. I don't know why I I've said that. I've never heard you say that. That was awful. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> please don't unsubscribe from this <laughs> podcast because i said that i'm sorry i almost did like a spit take when you <laughs> yeah. said that i was drinking my you coffee were repulsed. <laughs> you were visibly repulsed i knew i had <laughs> fucked up really bad <laughs> i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I knew okay so I don't understand anyone just like blowing it off yeah and I mean the only thing I can think is like this is not an experience that you've ever had in your life which is like Mm -hmm. you should be grateful for but also like you need to understand and something that I feel like I've learned over the past year and some change is that so many women have been through like a situation like this I mean like I had a relative say to me on Saturday like she was like well you know i've been in two situations where basically like i that could be considered rape but you know it was a long time ago and i was drinking and i was like no that's like yeah. not the way to look at it like this yeah. is like your life like why like what like and i just think i just don't i just don't get it yeah no i had a relative too we were talking about something like that and i mean someone like very close to just offhandly she's like and she's more conservative too and she like i mean she understands that like most of the time women are not lying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and things but she's like but people do people do make it up or whatever and then she's like well i mean i was raped and i told my mom and she didn't believe me and it's like i'm like what yeah she's like yeah i told my mom we were like on the way to the er and she was like oh you had sex with him and he was like a public figure, like a well-known guy. She's like, I still see him around. He has a successful career. I can't. It's bad. It was a bomb drop. A for bomb. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like my mouth almost dropped to the floor yeah. when this woman told me this. And I was just like, okay, but like, I'm sorry that like, I just feel bad because I'm like, even the way you're processing this mm-hmm. information is so like internally misogynistic and like a horrible Mm -hmm. like it just like fucks with your self-esteem so much and like thinking that like it was your fault in any way shape or form like it's not your fault no but not i mean i feel like everyone had kind of a shit week yeah for sure 
I mean, the Kavanaugh stuff was horrible. Lindsay Lohan had a really bad week. She had a really bad week. And she's been doing really well. (laughs) Has she, though? I think she's been thinking that she was doing really well. She's The second you give her any sort of credit for doing well, she immediately, like, falls off the wagon. She immediately, like, kidnaps someone. Yeah, like, (laughs) she may think she's doing... I mean, she's filming a reality show, which I think is usually a sign that you're unwell yeah like but in her mind she's like this is great i'm killing it mate and like is i cannot wait for lohan beach house or whatever the fuck it's gonna be called and but Lindsay was like harassing a syrian family and then some (laughs) one of them punched her and pushed her to the ground all while she was on instagram live which was a true babe (laughs) instagram live in itself Instagram live in itself, but when you're capturing, because I thought at first like someone was with her filming her, and then I watched the video and I realized, no, you're filming yourself, babe out. Yeah, which I didn't is even a get new to fully level. see it. Yeah, there was like a ton, there was a clip of the end of it on Twitter. I'll send it to you Thank that someone you. had like captured, it's like screen grab. Thank God. Thank God for screen recording. I know, it's like a lifesaver <laughs> for anyone trying to like watch mentally yeah. ill celebrities. Truly. Babe the fuck out. <laughs> And so she's had a really bad week. I don't know how you really bounce back from that. But I don't doubt that she will. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> will. She'll just go back to like the Middle East where no one can really keep tabs on her and like go silent for a little bit and then like be on her reality show. Yeah. Which if like you're filming yourself do this kind of shit, you know that whatever the cameras are filming is probably like 10 times worse. Yeah. So bless. I can't imagine. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Remember that the guy I sat next to on the plane to L.A. told me that his like celebrity crush. He's like, yeah, my wife and I, you know, you have the list of like what celebrity you could have sex with. He's like, mine is Lindsay Lohan. Oh, my God. Current Lindsay Lohan? Yes. That's wild. Yeah, he said. And like he and I talked on this whole. He was really cool. And we had like very similar music taste. And we were just like. And then I. He was like, why are you in L.A.? Would you do? And I mentioned something about Vanna. He's like, oh, my wife like loves. She watches Housewives. She watches that. And he said something. I said something about Lindsay Lohan's new show. And he starts talking about how much, how beautiful she is. Wow. I mean, I love that she still has like yeah. a fan base of like men that yeah. th- that find her to be very desirable. She's still on list. Yeah, she's still on list. <laughs> that just is like kind of shocking to me. Yeah. But- this guy seemed totally sane and then he's i was like down well, who else had a shit week mm. Lindsay had a terrible week elon musk had a bad week elon musk is having a bad week he's having <laughs> a bad quarter yeah. i would say <laughs> the bad fiscal quarter yeah <laughs> q3 was not kind to elon and now we're in q4 as of today and like tbd if that's gonna be great for him either <laughs> <laughs> or wait when does q no we are in q4 great no yeah. no i'm learning i'm learning all learning. about business so mm-hmm. <laughs> wait what happened with elon he got like called out for hacking I, azalea bank that and like tesla like fired him or something oh really like i i don't want to repeat falsely but something happened like that they like he either got in trouble there or something or like got let go yeah Elon Musk is a is a mega babe. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the biggest babes of Q3 for sure. Absolutely. But Azalea had a good week. Yeah. Aside from Elon hacking her mm-hmm. server, which I, I 
haven't like fully looked into, but I just watched her story. She had some like 420 sale where all her like products were sale for $4.20. Love. And she was sharing screenshots from, I'm guessing someone who like runs the site with her who was saying that it was being hacked. And she's like, no, it's like a Canadian server that's hacking. And it's like a serious hacker. Like no one could just do this. Like you Mm -hmm. have to pay like a lot of money for this. And she was like, it's Elon. I know it's Elon. And she was like, this is hot. Like it's making me want to fuck him more. (laughs) Love. She's like, I didn't know this was my kink. (laughs) Hack me, baby. (laughs) Wait. So... Can I just say something I learned about Q3? Yes. Which is at the end. Okay. So now that I'm like own my own company mm-hmm. and like do a lot of bu- have a lot of business dealings, yeah. I'm like in tune with the universe of biz. Wow. And I found out that at the end of Q3 or maybe at the end of every Q, people get run like crazy sales because they just want to make like any Ah. last cash that they can get like before that fiscal quarter is up. So like, here's a life hack as well as asking, can I go in there? (laughs) Also, you should be waiting on anything you want to buy. Like if it's a membership to something or specifically memberships or like kind of like one-time purchases and I think some sales but I don't think retail necessarily works the same way but if people are doing like sales on their website like Azalea or whatever wait until the end of each quarter because they'll have like sales on everything and then you can like get shit for cheaper and she's a businesswoman she knows she's a businesswoman too so I hope that I wonder like how many people are listening they're like yeah bitch like that's how it fucking works like you're (laughs) acting like you just like (laughs) discovered electricity (laughs) I'm like what's crazy about business is you want to like sell things yeah to make money yeah but like also you want to just like get those sales in so (laughs) It's just, like, good to know. If you're like me, you had no idea about business or quarters or anything like that. No idea. Yeah, so that was a discovery. I'll start having merch sales. Mm -hmm. No, that's, like, I I can't wait to have, like, an active merch on my website. Yeah. So that I can, like, just make some Q3 deals. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know I love a deal. Yeah. Kanye had a wild week. I didn't watch SNL. Did you watch SNL? No. I just saw that he dressed up as like a Perrier bottle. Yeah, and I saw that he wore like a Trump hat. Yeah, I accidentally liked a photo of him (laughs) in the MAGA hat on Instagram. (laughs) And I liked it before I really understood what was happening because I was kind of hungover in bed in the morning and just like scrolling through. And I was like, oh, Kanye, like. And then I kind of looked harder and I was like, oh, no. But then I just didn't have the energy to unlike it. You didn't have the energy to like tap one heart. no i was just like whatever like i can't and then ed texted me and he was like it's wild that you liked that <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like fuck that probably showed up on people's feeds yeah. of like me like really loving this but i was like you know i just can't unlike it right now like i just don't have the bandwidth like i can't do it <laughs> i watched like a a thing on twitter someone was like Kanye's like speech about Trump got cut or whatever oh, yeah, from the speech. episode and Jesus. I watched that it was just being like y'all bully me y'all bully me because I think different and because I wear this hat they told me not to wear this hat but that's what mm, freedom of speech and the whole cast was like standing behind him okay well yeah, it was too much it's a lot yeah and I hated that like 
Lauren Michaels said publicly, he was like, I guess I'm being part of the problem, but he was like, Ariana Grande was supposed to be the guest, but like she pulled out because of like personal reasons, mm-hmm. which I totally understand and respect. I'm like, I'm sure, so sure she would have loved that you told everyone that. Like, yeah. Thanks, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I would have dressed up like a uh, Pellegrino. Yeah. Yeah, because that's my favorite. I would have been a Ramona Pino. <laughs> <laughs> Love. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> a Vicky vodka. A Vicky vodka. I want to know from readers what you, what beverage you yeah. would have dressed up as. Because while I did appreciate their costumes, it was like not my bev of choice. No, it was not. Actually, no, I truthfully would have been a skinny girl. Yeah. Sweeter Rita. Because I'm like known for bringing, because I, one party brought a bottle of skinny girl and just mm-hmm. like drank it throughout the night. And everyone was like, what is this? Because like. People in my age group do not know. Yeah, no, what they're skinny like, girl, like unclear. Or they don't watch Housewives and stuff, and mm-hmm. so then it became like my trait is I like, come to a party like with skinny a girl of in skinny tow. girl. Okay, love. I feel like everyone needs to dress up as beverages for Halloween. <laughs> like that's kind of a good look. Yeah, yeah, that is good. So you can be a skinny girl. I'll be Pellegrino. Yeah. Weigh in, readers. Yeah. What's your look? What's your <laughs> What's costume your going to be? I wish I could have like throw a Halloween beverage party where everyone, in order to get yeah. in, you have to dress up as your favorite. I beverage. need someone to go with me as a tipsy girl, and we'll like get into a fight. Yeah, you can punch each a other. Cheater brand. Mm-hmm. I love it. The only person that had a good week this week was Gwyneth. She got married. She. Oh my god, I didn't even know she got married in the Hamptons to Brad Falchuk. And is like living her best life as per usual. Wow. Yeah. So just remember that at least if you're like having a terrible week (laughs) and wanting to die, take heart in the fact that Gwyneth is not having a bad week. No. She's having a great time. She's having a great time. And you should try and rise to her level. Oh, this is one thing I didn't mention that I should. I, uh... I've been recovering from surgery, and so I decided... Yeah, you had to get your gallbladder out. I decided for some reason that I was going to watch Glee (laughs) during my recovery. Like, I watched it when it came out, and I will, like, stand up and say that the first 13 episodes of Glee were good. Yeah. Oh, I watched the first season of Glee. And then it just, like, went so bad that I never went back to it. And I decided for some reason, I was like, I want to know... It's going to be bad. It's yeah. going to be terrible. But I want to know like, it became how it ends. Really difficult for me to watch Matthew Morrison. Oh like, my God. for some reason, he gives me some of the worst secondhand embarrassment I've ever yes. felt in my entire life. Agree. Yeah. And that's what really got me off the glee train. It just was too insane. And every episode was like trying to make a statement so hard. Did you watch the Gwyneth episodes? Yeah. yeah, and she that's what great. made me think of it. was, mm-hmm. And she, like, came back. I'm almost done with the whole series, but I've been having to take breaks because it's just <laughs> so unbelievably bad. But also, like... But Gwyneth is a shining light. She is so good. In yeah. It. She's so good. It's when she had her singing career and, like, <laughs> was, like, really making a run for it yeah. as a singer, which I, re- I wish she hadn't given up on that. I and I hope that she'll, like, release an album someday. Like, that has to happen. Has to happen. There's no version of that not happening. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I miss singing Gwyneth. Yeah, so if anyone wants to, like, talk about Glee, 
it's not like a thing right now. I don't have like chat groups or anything <laughs> that want to talk about how bad Glee got. But You're right now that's Glee like heads. consuming me. Yeah. <laughs> Love. <laughs> need to talk about it. I need to talk about the fact that like Rachel Berry got a Broadway audition for Funny Girl and saying don't stop believing. Oof. <laughs> and got it. <laughs> and got it. Let's do some reader mail. Lara and guest. I feel like I'm starting over on the edge of a giant babe cliff. Oh, I feel like I'm staring over the edge of a giant babe cliff. I've been dating this girl that I met on Tinder for about a month. Everything has been great and we've been pretty much inseparable since the night we met. There's a giant problem though. She has technically been on a break from her GF that lives a couple hours away and butt fucking Egypt, Georgia. I guess she tried to end things with her over the phone, but it didn't really work. Long story short, she's in Georgia this weekend to end things with her and I'm back in town freaking out internally. I told her that when she left, I don't think it's a good idea for us to talk while she's there and we haven't spoken since she left yesterday afternoon. I even had one of my friends change her name in my phone so I wouldn't text her. It didn't work. I texted her about an hour ago and haven't gotten a response. Am I right to be freaking out? Should I just wait and see what she says when she gets back? I'm dying here and I'm about to go out to the bars and I don't want to slip up and double text. Ah, okay. I mean, I understand the freak out, but also if you say we shouldn't talk and then you try and talk and don't get a response, you're like going against your own rule that you set. Yeah. So but already like red flags from the beginning that she started seeing you while still coupled up coupled up yeah that's tough that's a sticky situation that's tough because that's you're something not to look out for yeah because you're not starting on just like a playing field where you can just both like bring your a game yeah yeah so I don't know. I mean, I hope she breaks up with her girlfriend and then everything is great and you guys can like live, laugh, babe together. Yeah. Don't live, laugh, text. lesbian together. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a good live, laugh, live, lesbian laugh. instead of live, laugh, love. That's really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Keep us updated. Yeah. I hope it works, but just keep an eye out because I, I've been in situations where like starting a relationship in a gray area Mm -hmm. is difficult. So I hope you get out of the gray area. You've got to move it out of the gray area as quickly as possible, but it's still like not ideal because also you don't want to, I feel like when people start relationships in that way, that's probably a pattern and like you're, it's more likely that you're going to end up being the ex that they're then like waiting to break up with while they're dating a new person. Yeah, so never, never a great start or a no. good sign. Um, but yeah, also if like I feel like too, and I'm guilty of doing this. Whenever I've said like I don't want to talk or like let's not talk mm-hmm. for like this weekend, what I'm really trying to do is like game them into being <laughs> like, no, I want to talk to you, like please. So then when they say like, okay, yeah, let's not talk, then I'm yeah. like, fuck, you hate me, yeah, and then like it's like. Why don't I just say what I feel, which is like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. I'm freaking out about this whole situation. Like, this makes me so scared. And like, I really like you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like coming from a place of honesty like that is just like, even though it might seem like you're being too vulnerable or it's scary to like put those emotions out in front of someone else, I think it's better for your own mental health to just be like, 
the babe you truly are yeah. than trying to be like the let's not talk this weekend yeah. like blah 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 it's like, always better to do that yeah it sounds like you don't really feel like a let's not talk <laughs> yeah because you're texting be- so much obviously or wanting to yeah and if it was your idea i've pulled the like let's not talk from it but i like truly meant it and then the guy like texted me like two days later yeah he just sent me like a robot emoji and i was like hello what and i got so mad he was like hey i had a long day blah i was like did you have a long day are you looking for an excuse to talk to me he's like both i said like if you miss me and you don't like this then like tell me that i had to force it out of him he's like yeah i miss you and i don't like this and i want to talk i'm like yeah what's the robot emoji for just Mm. say that (laughs) yo lara (laughs) <laughs> and jocelyn sorry jocelyn's not here it's catlock <laughs> i started listening to sup a while ago on a recommendation from a dear friend who's a total babe sometimes <laughs> but has always talked about knowing lara aka white girl probs from her boarding school i only ever halfway believed her i graduated to babe and love it through all its iterations tyranny is a personal fave anyways i'm writing you because when you started the arc about your time at cascade i felt so much of the wild ride that my friendship with that said babe was being explained context and also validation for her because she'd talk about how weird her high school was but it was never really it never really resonated so here i am listening to the most recent ep having still not contacted you to thank you for both the insight and loving it still and half wishing i could send myself away to therapeutic boarding school at this very moment (laughs) And then you start reading your diaries and it's Tiana, my friend that recommended SUP and you're journaling about her and I'm living for it and relating so much and just felt like this whole art came full circle. Thanks for the work you do and keep talking law a lot. It's great. And your voice and laws soothe. <laughs> love. Shout out to Tiana, who I talked a lot of shit about in my journal entry. I love you. And you know that. <laughs> love (laughs) love this long time reader second time caller i would really like to wish list several very hard to find items for my very own (laughs) wish list lara you inspire me can you please help one alexander calder mobile 1932 two jackson pollock's classic drip number 19 1948 although number five seems to be a popular one i prefer number 19 in my home three ashley longshore's ruth bader ginsburg thunder pussy if you could help me secure these on my wish list i would be forever grateful (laughs) (laughs) love i love a high art wish list item oh my god someone sent me a link to an Ed Ruscha painting that says bruise B-R-E-W-S and it was oh like for God. sale it's like a limited edition print or something like that I'm sure it's like $20,000 but I emailed the gallery I was like <laughs> hey my name is Lara like just inquiring would love some more info on this piece <laughs> and no one has written me back and I'm very hurt by it and I need just emailed them and like can I have this? I know. Can, can I? I, come I should have said, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I buy this? <laughs> but more like have. Yeah. Can I have it? Can I have this? <laughs> yeah. I needed to take that approach. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, that's like my only approach yeah. to things. Can I have that? <laughs> so anyone that has like a connection to the art world and wants to help me get my hands <laughs> on a very expensive piece of art that says bruise. I'm really, really needing it. (laughs) Hello, Lara and guest. 
So my life feels like I'm being trolled literally every single moment of my life, and I'd like to share one of today's trolls with you and the readers. I'm a sophomore in college, and last year I roomed with literally the most passive-aggressive person in the world, and she sucked, but we are big frenemies now. Anyway, (laughs) she texted me today telling me that everyone on our floor from my high school thought that she walked in on a girl eating me out last year. First of all, I wish because getting eaten out by a girl would be amazing and I wish I was bi or lesbian. Second of all, I had a boyfriend basically the entire year. And third of all, I'm impressed with the creativity of the rumor. But after I told my sister what happened, she goes, I'm sorry for the constant trolls in your life. And that was the best response I could have gotten. It just made me start laughing and embracing all the trolls that life throws my way. But I guess the purpose of me writing this email is, do the trolls ever stop? Or do you learn to accept that you will just be constantly trolled? You obviously learn to accept. Yeah. The trolls will never stop. No, I don't think they stop. They, in fact, will just get worse and worse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you, like, get less able to just, like, brush them off. Yeah. And they'll be, like, more, like... You getting a rumor about getting eaten out by a girl is, like, more of a lol than a troll. It'll be nothing. Yeah, that's, like, the least of your worries. (laughs) I'm, like, buckle up because... Q4 is coming. Q4 is here. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going... Actually, this is, I think, the most troll zone... Troll zone of the year, I would say. Because holidays... You're ending the end of the fiscal year. It all goes so fast. Once October starts, it's yeah. like March. Yeah. And so, and then you're also, once October starts, you're like, what have I done with this year? What have I yeah. done with my life? You're having a lot of existential questions, right. financial concerns. It's a whole thing. So yeah. be glad that in your sophomore year of college, this is the your biggest Yeah, like goal. your rumor was that you were like sexually adventurous. Mm-hmm. Like... Own it. Yeah. Hi, Lara. After listening to your latest episode with Jocelyn, love, I just needed to check in and tell you how grateful I am for your devotion to this podcast, along with the other facets of your career. I'm sure the transition of this podcast was daunting, and I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the arcs of each guest. Seriously, so tough to pick a favorite, but it's Ed. (laughs) He'll love that. (laughs) I truly have no idea how you balance it all, but you make it seem easy. I'm 22 years old, listening to your podcast in Columbus, Ohio, trying to crawl my way out of college and into a new chapter. I went to college for marketing, and I'm now leaving with a communications degree. Troll. Lol. (laughs) This is my year to really soul search and figure out what I want my next step to be. You've taught me that this isn't my final step, and I have so many different directions I can go in, and I cannot live my life in fear. Back to you. Hearing you talk about your journey with Jocelyn has been inspiring. I hope you know that you help me and so many others who are sitting in the Midwest wondering if there's another way to live. And whenever you're questioning if you talk too much, just know that I would pay to listen to a new episode on a daily basis. I truly wish you the best as you continue your career, and I wish Ryan the best. I hope he's well and the two of you get to spend some time together now that he's wrapped. Can't tell you what an awakening this podcast has been for me. Okay, off to Spanish. Kill me. Bye. Aw, <laughs> cute. So sweet. Love off to Spanish. <laughs> off to Spanish. Kill me. Kill me. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Lara and guest. Love the pod, and I'm excited to be reaching out about this specific but troubling babe event that demands a close read. Mm. I recently moved to Brooklyn to be closer to my college BF, a.k.a. the love of my life, after 2.5 years of semi-long-distance weirdness. I'm incredibly happy to be here with him and feel positive and hopeful about our future, whatever that may be. 
My BF has struggled with depression all of his life, and it's something that we've been able to navigate together the cl- and the closer we've become and have found important ways to support each other on the journey of emotional what-the-fuckery that can be graduating college and going forth into the world. Needless to say, we've had our fair share of b- bizarre sexual experiences that have left me feeling, is my BF babe in ways I still don't know? And that I can't help but feel like are related to his ever-fluctuating mental mental state. One of these experiences actually happened last night when I was sleeping over at his house, having our apart- having our own apartments as chic, right? After watching all of Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, I was left strangely horny and so was he. <laughs> However, we were both feeling pretty sick and before we could engage in any coital energy, we both fell asleep. All seemed to be peaceful and quiet until I woke up to my boyfriend grabbing my hand and shoving it down his briefs onto his flaccid dick. He proceeded to facilitate a kind of hand job until he got fully hard. He then turned his back and threw my hand out of his trunks. I was so confused and weirded out that all I could do was just go back to sleep. (laughs) Now when I think about it, I get slightly turned on and pretty concerned. Is it babe of me to be kind of into being treated like a sex doll? Is it babe of him to have an unpredictable schizo horny meter? Have either of you struggled with the libidinal repercussions of depression? Live, laugh, love. The little gay that could. (laughs) (laughs) I personally, I love this. I love it. But I'm also like, I've, I've had a sexual... I feel like you can have these sex moments when you're in a long-term relationship and like there's a gray area, right? Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, you're sleeping over, you're in the same bed. You were like horny and going to fuck, but you fell asleep. And then, which I love. Yeah. Which I love. And like same. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been in a situation where I've like, basically I was like, it was with an ex where we were both sleeping and I had just recently gotten on birth control. And Mm -hmm. so we were like really excited about all the like cum that could happen. Yeah. And I was sleeping and he woke me up in the night, like started to fuck me and then just like came and then went, we both went back to sleep (laughs) and it was truly one of the hottest moments ever. I was like, I liked it. And was, like, down. Like, I was, like, hazy, kind of asleep when it was, like, starting. And it wasn't like I woke up and he was having sex with me. Which maybe also would have been okay in that relationship. Because we had a lot of communication about, like, boundaries and stuff. But, like, I think it's fine to be... Like, if if you're fully communicating about what your sexual boundaries are and that's on the list of okay things, by all means, sex doll it up. Yeah, no, I've had a, a hazy moment, too, where, like, I was really, we were really drunk, and so he was having, like, issues mm-hmm. keeping it hard or whatever, mm-hmm. and so, like, it was kind of just one of these things where I kind of just, like, gave up after a while, and then, like, he was super, and I was, like, almost asleep, and then he, like, <laughs> I saw him, like, wake up and look down, he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he like woke me up he's like hey 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 we're back yeah <laughs> i was like that's awesome because i was kind of like oh, god i know it's a like, real uh, bummer it didn't happen it's fine but like whatever and i was like almost asleep then he was like oh no we're back we're back like, yeah i have he just like did a 30 minute power nap and that was all he needed <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes like hazy sleepy middle mm-hmm. of the night sex where you're kind of feeling used is <laughs> 
hot. Because you just also like, am I feeling used or am I just like getting to be kind of lazy? Yeah. Like there's no pressure. Yeah. It was the best. It was really good lazy sex because I'm like, you're so horny that you'll just take care of everything. And then that's like turning me on. Yeah. And so now I'm horny, but I don't have to do a single thing except like lay here and kind of be sleepy because clearly you're really into that. Yeah. Because I have issues where I always feel like very stressed, like always I'm like I need to perform yeah like I want to be very good Mm -hmm. and then later I'm like no I need to just like enjoy it yeah but I always feel like a pressure to just be like on and so then I was like okay no I don't need the pressure I'm just gonna lay here the oh I'm like wait just wait 10 years until you get really fucking lazy and the thought of like just having someone like yeah. use you like a sex doll is very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the less work that I have to do, the better. I'm like, and I, I actually- want that, but then in the moment, I'm like, no, I want you to be impressed, and I'm like, yeah, I have issues. <laughs> I've stopped. I've really kind of started to stop caring about even mm-hmm. trying to be good in bed. I'm yeah. like, you actually need to be good yeah. in bed for once in your life. Yeah. Like, you need to be the one doing all the things. I can't if, wait to get there. Yeah, and if like you don't want to do that, then I don't really want to have. Some sex with you because i'm sick of being the performer yeah yeah i every time i do it and then after i'm like why did i just like go crazy that it's like less enjoyable when i'm like well you're in your head and like i get in my head and i want to be like really great and afterwards it's like you were really great i'm like i know good yeah like you're like like, i should have just like actually enjoyed myself but mm -hmm. i get stressed out yeah you live and you learn and I'm really into now like spelling out exactly what I want to happen yeah. in any sort of like sexual encounter mm-hmm. like ahead of time. So we're both on the same page. Love. And usually that involves like them doing all the work and me just kind <laughs> of like them me being there and them being lucky to have me there. Yeah. And Love. if the guy's not into that, then I'm like, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I hear my neighbors having sex a lot, Oof. which like. It's not that bad. It's not that loud. But I actually moved my bed because my bed was in the corner, like right. I live in an apartment. So Mm -hmm. it was like right against their bedroom. And my bed is moved over now. So it's not as bad. Yeah. But honestly, like I they talk a lot. And my first like reaction, I was like, listen to them. They're being they're communicating. Like it sounds very healthy. Like that was my first reaction was Mm -hmm. like, they're really communicating. And I love that. I wasn't like, ugh, my neighbors are having sex. Yeah, that's cute. Like That's nice. Yeah. And I see them walking around. I'm like, look at them. I have not heard my neighbors having sex in a really long time, which has been amazing. Because yeah. They were just like moaners. And I just like, it, the, their moaning was like not hot to me. No. Yeah. I think that they, like, like they were fucking a lot and then they had like a crazy fight. And then I think they <laughs> almost broke up. And then the sex has not been like really happening <laughs> the since sex. then. Yeah. So I'm happy for the death of their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also like, I don't think you need to be worried about him. I don't know. Depression is like a real mind fuck when it comes to like sex. Like for me, when I'm really depressed and in a funk, I like I my libido just goes away. There's like nothing there and I don't want to have sex or like do anything like that. Oh, I'm like opposite. Really? Because I totally like find myself using it as a coping Mm-hmm. mechanism like that's like one of the few times if i have like a, a friend with benefits situations like one of the few times i've ever initiated was like 
something happened with like my band and I was upset and fully like texted him like what are you doing mm-hmm. tonight and he was like when and I'm like when I'm off work yeah it's like oh okay and I didn't realize I'm like oh so I got sad and I was like boop 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 yeah when I get sad I just like want to eat and lay in bed I go into full shutdown so it's yeah. like imagine like the janitor pulling like the plug like pulling the big (laughs) lever down and like shutting all the electricity in the building off like that's me when I get depressed yeah it's like no more talking to anyone Mm -hmm. take to the bed zero sex yeah I don't want to talk to anyone yeah I just want to like I'm like night night have sex and then be like leave yeah I want to go into a coma and then, and then not text anyone back forever, yeah. which I'm already like a bad texter mm-hmm. and everyone gets mad at me. Yeah. So I'm like a shut down, shut off and then no fuck zone. I wish I could go into like more of a fuck zone, but. But then you kind of feel shitty yeah. afterwards. So and Nothing. I fully like that was the one that I realized I was like, oh, I fully coped mm-hmm. with that. And that's probably not like healthy. Yeah. It's interesting different people's like coping mechanisms and how they like deal. Yeah, with it's just, like that's like, my first reaction is I do that and then I shut down. Then yeah. I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to be social. But like something happened and I like drove to work and I was like sad. Mm-hmm. And then I just like had that happen or whatever. And then it was like I went to my room for a week and didn't do anything. Yeah. Mine is definitely more I think I go into it's like shut down but then there's also an element of it that I'm like punishing myself so I'm like with I'm like withholding everything that I would like from myself and then doing things that only will make me like feel bad and worse because it's like I'm mad at myself for being depressed me too and like that just then makes the whole depression even worse and longer and longer and so I've now gotten to a point where it's like I try and just like play through or like go through the motions or Mm -hmm. at like what's interesting or like any sort of self care has been really important. And like Mm -hmm. that always seemed like a very generic term to me. Like I was like, Oh, like like doing face face masks and like (laughs) take a bath. But like I realize that self care is very different for every single person. Mm -hmm. So like for me, my self care is like work out four times a week like dry brush every day or almost every day and like floss Mm -hmm. and like that is like my self-care routine that makes me feel like beautiful and cool and great but like I just never do it's much like the Q3 realization (laughs) of like oh self-care doesn't have to be the same for every single person mine is like getting my apartment to look nice Mm -hmm. I've been really like Cause I just moved for the first time. I'm living like by myself and I moved out of like living with a boyfriend to living by myself for the first time. And yeah. I left like most of my furniture with him, like in a different state. So mm-hmm. I had nothing. I had no money. And so I really like this past month have like gotten it together and got my apartment to where I really like it. And that has helped a lot, but I still like my depression will go in little cause I'm OCD. Okay. And so, and figuring that out, that that's what was wrong with me, like, made it make so much sense. I have a friend who is, too. Sorry. Oh, no, I just that's me. cast a spell. That's my <laughs> medication alarm. Perfect. <laughs> Another life hack, if you can't ever remember to take your yeah. meds, just set an alarm. Mine goes off at nine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it goes in, like, cycles, and I didn't understand that, and that's, like, an OCD 
thing and so like it'll happen and I can always see the light at the end of the tunnel so that always helps me like I get my apartment looking nice and then it makes me want to be like oh well I want to have someone over yeah and I want to have someone come see this and that like mm-hmm. has helped me so much and then like when you go home so that you're not like I dread going home and being by myself like I love going home yeah, and being it. by myself and especially now that my apartment is nice it's like yeah that has made a huge difference for me I love that and yeah it encourages me I don't like I was I had such a babe summer where I wanted to go be crazy and my apartment was like crappy. I didn't have a kitchen table. Like mm-hmm. it was just like my bed was on the floor. I had no headboard. It was like terrible. And I was like, no, I don't want to sleep in my own house. I just want to be everywhere. Yeah. Making your space like that's been a huge thing for me, too, because this summer was a fucking troll of a summer. And make i got like really into plants so i just started buying like all these house plants <laughs> everyone has that phase yeah and like and it's been really therapeutic because it gives you something to like for me like something else to take care of yeah. and like keep alive and make sure that it's thriving and growing has been yeah. like a great like side project so now i'm like really getting into like gardening and stuff and like keeping my plants and like then it makes it like a little sanctuary and like I have my little like jungle in my bedroom and it feels really good. Yeah. You have a little jungle in your kitchen too. Mm -hmm. A little one. Yeah. It's cute. I'm like trying to get my patio in like good condition. So then I'm turning that into like a little Oprah garden zone. Yeah. So it's like, it's good, but everyone is different and maybe your boyfriend to bring it back to like the reader who's concerned, Mm -hmm. like, what are his self-care things? Like, does he have them? Is that something you can talk to him about and like learn about so you can help support him on that journey of feeling Mm -hmm. like good about himself. And also if you're, if you don't feel comfortable with him, like making you give him like ghost hand jobs at night, you should tell him that. But it sounds like you're comfortable with it. Yeah. But you're enjoying it and you're like turned on and it, doesn't make you feel bad then you're fine yeah find out his self-care my (laughs) i sound like lala i'm like my man my person my human being like going to the gym for him is Mm -hmm. like i see so much of a difference when like i talk to him if he's going to the gym every day he's like a different person oh yeah that makes the hugest difference okay we'll do one more and it's a good scam love dear lara and friends avid reader here truly never law as hard as i do listening to babe i recently referenced the pod at a job interview babe or babe anyways keep up the good work (laughs) i hope you got that job follow up and let me know on your last episode you expressed a demand for more scammer stories and i couldn't resist with one of my most recent scams Several months ago, my mother fell in love with this Tom Ford perfume that retails for almost $300 for the very smallest bottle. One day, while perusing the lipsticks at the Tom Ford counter, my mother and myself were approached by a saleswoman. After some small talk, she ended up giving us a few samples of their perfumes. One of these ended up being the perfume that perpetuated this very scam. For those who don't know, Tom Ford gives out very generous perfume samples. Think thimble size, not those cheap one-two spritz and you're done samples. After polishing off the first perfume sample, my mother falls in love with this one called Vanille Fatale. Instead of coughing up the cash for the full bottle, she proceeds to make her rotations between three different Tom Ford counters in her area asking for samples over the course of several months. 
obviously any good scammer would know that you never ask the same person twice. So it took time and patience to solicit these samples. <laughs> After several months of doing this, she had accumulated enough perfume to fill an empty glass perfume bottle that she purchased at home goods. <laughs> the scamming didn't stop here though. She then started asking me to help her scam at my local Tom Ford counters. I live on the other side of the country. After months of more of this charade, my brother, my mother was back at the Tom Ford counter one day, actually buying something this time, and befriended a sales lady that was willing to be complicit in the scam and now provides my mother with samples whenever she pleases. Finally, last month for her birthday, I forced my father to buy her the perfume. At this point, she was underwhelmed by the whole thing because she no longer had to scam. The thrill of it all had ceased to exist. Anyways, I hope you read this in law. Plus, my BFF has been featured on previous reader mail, so I had to throw my hat in, too. I have a boy story I want some advice on, but the plot is still evolving, so more to come. Love and light. Love this scam. I love that your mom is, like, an adrenaline junkie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I relate to that. (laughs) She's a thrill seeker via Tom Ford counter, which I couldn't relate to more. (laughs) I think the MVP of the story is the saleswoman that's in on the scam. Yeah, who's, like, very complicit. That's relatable for me. That's very relatable. And I also, like... It's so nice when you can get like the true perfume sample Mm -hmm. that is like a lot of liquid in like a big vial. Yeah. All perfume samples need to be that way. Truly. Because you need to be able to wear it like three or four times and see if it's really speaking to you. Yeah. (sighs) Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we ended up doing this yeah me too and i can have an arc but like drawn out (laughs) like next time i visit la will be part two you'll be back (laughs) yeah um tell the readers where they can find you you can find me on instagram and twitter i'm catlock7 and if you follow me on those things i will probably mostly promote my music career because i'm a musician yeah and we'll give you a little taste of Kat's music. I have a single coming out. Uh, it should be in October. I'm still securing a venue for my release date. So that is TBD, but will be announced very soon. I have a full length album that'll be out next year. And I have a single that'll be out very soon that I just got the mix and master for yesterday. So we're going to play some. Yeah. So uh, listen to this little clip exclusively on Babe and follow Kat. And yeah, until next time. And Laura can vouch. She saw my show yesterday. I went to your show. You were great. (laughs) I was getting total star is born vibes. (laughs) You said that about me and James, too. You said that it was star is born, but I was Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Do you think I'm Lady Gaga now that you've seen my show? I think you're Lady Gaga, <laughs> and I feel like your Star is Born moment is with James Kennedy. Okay. And that's why I had to be a babysitter. Yes. You had to hold me back, because it's yeah. not our time yet. It's not yet, but soon. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Love and light. Bye. Bye. Babe? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program.